sensory prowess, physical and mental strength, intelligence and bravery are naturally and equally manifested in all the inhabitants of the five islands headed by Plakshadweepa. Please repeat after me. O King, longevity, sensory prowess, physical and mental strength, intelligence and bravery are naturally and equally manifested in all the inhabitants of the five islands headed by Plakshadweep. So here, uh, description of uh, Plakshadweepa is going on. There are seven dvipas. <coughs> so we already very, very much in detail covered Jambu Dweep. So now uh, other islands are being described. <coughs> Text number seven. Plakshadweep is surrounded by an ocean of sugarcane juice equal in breadth to the island itself. Similarly, there is then another island, Salmal, Salmali Dvipa, twice as broad as Plaksha Dvipa, 400,000 Yojanas or 3,200,000 miles, and surrounded by an equally broad body of water called Sura Sagar, the ocean that takes taste like liquor. Text number 8. On Salmali Dvipa, there is a Salmali tree from which the island takes its name. That tree is as broad and tall as Plaksha tree. In other words, 100 Yojanas broad and 1100 uh, 1, yojanas tall. Learned scholars say that this gigantic tree is the residence of Garuda, the king of all birds and carrier, carrier of Lord Vishnu. In that tree, Garuda offers Lord Vishnu his Vedic prayers. Text number 9. The son of Maharaj Priyavrat named Yagnabahu, the master of Salma, Salmali Dvipa, divided the island into seven tracts of land, which he gave to his seven sons. The names of those divisions which correspond to the names of the sons are Surochan, Saumanasya, Ramanaka, Devavarsha, Pari Bhadra, Apyayana, and Avi Gnata. Text number 10. In those tracts of land, there are seven mountains Swarasa, Satasringa, Vamadeva, Kunda, Mukunda, Pushpavarsha, and Sahasrasruti. There are also seven rivers Anumati, Siniwali, Saraswati, Kuhu, Rajni, Nanda and Raka. They are still existing. Text number 11. 
Strictly following the cult of Varnashram Dharma, the inhabitants of those islands who are known as Shrutidharas, Vidyadharas, Vasundharas and Ishandharas all worship the expansion of the Supreme Personality of Godhead named Soma, the Moon God. Text number 12. The inhabitants of Sal Salmali Dvipa worship the demigod of the moon in the following words. By his own race, the moon god has divided the month into twelve fortnights. Sorry, two fortnights. By his own race, the moon god has divided the month into two fortnights known as Shukla and Krishna for the distribution of food grains to the Pitas and the demigods. The demigod of the moon is he who divides time and he is the king of all the residents of the universe. We therefore pray that he may remain our king and guide and we offer him our respectful obeisances. So these are the prayers uh, by inhabitants of Salmari Dvipa to, to, to Moon God. And text number 13. Outside the ocean of liquor is another island known as Kushadvip, which is 800,000 yojanas wide, twice as wide as the ocean of liquor. As Salmali Dvipa is surrounded by a liquor ocean, Kusudipa is surrounded by an ocean of liquor ghee, sorry, liquid ghee, as broad as the island itself. On Kusudipa, there are clumps of kusha grass from which the island takes its name. This kusha grass, which was created by the demigods by the will of the Supreme Lord, appears like a second form of fire, but with very mild and pleasing flames. Its young shoots illuminates all direction. From the descriptions in this verse, we can make an educated guess about the nature, about the nature of the flames on the moon. Like the sun, the moon must also be full of flames because without flames there cannot be illumination. The flames on the moon, however, unlike those on the sun, must be mild and pleasing. This is our conviction. The modern theory that the moon is full of dust is not accepted in the verses of Srimad Bhagavatam. In regard to this verse, Srila Vishwanath Chakravati Thakur says, Su Sapani Su Komala Sikhasa Tesam Rochisa. The Kusha grass illuminates all directions, but its flames are very mild and pleasing. This gives some idea of the flames existing on the moon. Namo Vishnu Padai Krishna 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 Krishna
श्रुति भक्ति वेदांत स्वामी दिनामी नमस्ते सारस्वती देवी भगवान जय श्री कृष्ण चैतन्य प्रभु नित्यानंद श्री अद्वैत गदाधर शिवा श्री गौर भक्त वृंद हरे कृष्णा हरे कृष्णा 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 हरे 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 राम हरे राम 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 हरे so the blessing of all the devotees i would uh, endeavor to speak glorious shrimad bhagavatam especially this subject matter is quite uh, vast and same time it is very complex as well the structure of the universe so indefinite i mean definitely i have no qualification whatsoever to uh, speak on this subject matter but whatever i have learned and heard from the devotees and Uh, books of Shila Prabhupada. I would repeat. <coughs> so here we see Shila Prabhupada in the purport mentions that uh, we don't accept modern science what they say about moon god. So here in Shrimad Bhagavatam, especially the fifth canto, we'll come across so many. Uh, descriptions that sounds very very fantastic so fantasy means uh, something which is not real so that's where the word fantastic comes <laughs> something amazing no but it is very much real uh, this description is very much real the scientist <clears throat> through their limited perception sense perception and the limited uh, understanding they want to say something about creation and origin of species which actually uh, very much incorrect proba would often say that yes science has progressed so much and has given us so much understanding and knowledge and we give them due credit that's fine you know we can give them due credit whatever they have done but why they are saying there is no god there is a god they say that there is no god so we have problem with that and not that you know what you have made and you know discovered so scientists will say to us that you prove that there is god but probably would say you know you disprove that there is no god can you do that <laughs> no you know in front of us there are so many evidences but we become blind to those just a simple thing for example even if you walk out this flowers for example uh, this flowers uh, having so much fragrance it has a form it has such a nice colors right <coughs> there are some fruits so if you plant a mango tree uh, next to that you plant apple tree you know, they both will grow and mango will have distinct taste and same as uh, as as uh, same goes to apple tree it will have also very distinct taste the roots are going in the same earth and they are just next to each other so isn't that miracle uh, but scientists will try to explain no this is how it works and this and that you know okay 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 you know if you really know then make something and then you prove that yes i know uh, if you want to claim that i know that means you have to prove it so make a seed 
in your laboratory uh, of apple and mango and then you grow and uh, show us that you can you can make and then you can you can say yes we know that how it works but we say no it is God's creation that's how it works and same goes with flowers you make artificial flowers in your laboratory and seed uh, seed into I mean you put it into soil and let it grow can you do that no small insects like the ant uh, if you have sugar on first floor it will find its way and go there uh, can you make a machine that goes and finds sugar on the first floor tiny machine like that and uh, so you, you make your explanation all, all those things you know uh, this is how it's been created and we know the origin uh, there is no God involving that uh, it is all uh, physics and chemicals you know <coughs> no uh, no you are just speculating you cannot disprove uh, you cannot disprove that our verdict that you know God does exist uh, you cannot disprove that so the <coughs> they have very much limitations of course we know that human beings have four defects what are those four defects Imperfect senses, then yeah. illusion. illusion, yeah, to be illusioned in between. Long time ago, huh? Shastri <laughs> forgot. <laughs> what are the four defects of human being? Cheating propensity. Yes, cheating propensity and commitment sticks. Yes, so this. Uh, this is there, you know, scientists are no different than human beings, you know, they are after all human beings who has these limitations. So with that imperfect senses, they try to observe, they try to analyze and they present something. But your apparatus is first of all defective, which is made by your defective senses and your defective understanding. So how can that apparatus will be perfect? And whatever that apparatus is giving you mm, will also be having limitations, you know, it will be also having uh, faults in that. Mm. But they, they, they project that as if it is perfect. So, <clears throat> and then this whole science is uh, based on two things, two theories they have. Still it is called theory, still it is not proven fact, still it is called theory. So which are the those theories? Have you studied in in your school? No. Which theories? Scientists uh, say about creation and origin of species, which are the two theories? Oh, Big Bang. Big Bang. Yeah. And for origin of species? Evolution. Evolution, yes. By Charles Darwin, right? So these are the two theories. These are their foundations. Their, their grantha, their shastras, you know, on which whole, uh, whole explanation of creation and original species is built upon. But it has so many defects, so many limitations to that. And Prabhupada, if you read, and especially if you hear his morning conversation with the devotees, you know, it's very much uh, uh, 
so much informative, very interesting. Uh, Prabhupada would uh, defeat, uh, he would um, make his disciple to take position of modern scientists and doctors and engineers, you know, uh, and even sometimes, you know, Mayavadis and impersonalists. And you pose argument and I will smash you. You know, like that. So that was Prabhupada's pleasure, you know. And that's how he would teach his disciples. <clears throat> they don't get swayed away what these people, these materialistic people say. Although they have big, big names and big, big positions and reputation in this material world, but they are uh, nothing in front of you know, devotees. So, Prabhupada would give very simple, even very, very uh, simple explanation to just uh, debunk those theories. <clears throat> but even if we uh, want to explain this uh, scientist, this big people, with evidences and proofs and uh, and uh, so much data in their own language, scientific language, if you want to present, still they will not accept. Still they will reject. No, no, no. These are all bogus. You know, we can't accept them. Why? Because there is so much politics, even in this field, and politics of truth, and politics in education. And it can be governed uh, as big as, you know, 10 people, team of 10 people uh, that governs whole, whole, uh, whole education system all over the world. Mm. So you may give lectures and present your viewpoint from Shastra and your studies and research, you may go even to university and present, but they don't count that. Unless you present research paper, Prabhu has produced so many research papers, right? So your viewpoint is not accepted, isn't it? Unless you present that research paper. So then they have whole setup, and then you have to present research paper, and it will go through panel of, uh, you know, their so-called uh, learned people, and then they go through and if they approve then it will be published in their journals uh, which have their own reputation and then your viewpoint is accepted into mainstream and then it will be taught to other people you know so very much controlled uh, this thing is very much controlled and when you present if it doesn't fit in their their uh, understanding it doesn't fit into Darwin's theory and Big Bang theory, which is something outside of that, then you are, you are ridiculed, you are rejected. Come on, get lost from here. You know, they don't accept. So that's how they very much control it. It's politics, big politics into them. Some devotees from our ISKCON, like Sadhguta Prabhu, Dhrutkarma Prabhu, then Dhambir, Goswami Maharaj and so many other devotees, Bhaktivedanta Institute. Mm. Under the guidance of Srila Roga, Bhaktivedanta Institute has, has published and produced so much enormous research work on these subject matters. Mm. But uh, they, uh, they, don't, they don't accept. Although they say, you know, we have empirical evidence we need uh, to, to accept that. We give them empirical evidence. Uh, yes, science is based on that. You see, observe. And then, uh, yes, it works, let's accept. But there are so many evidences given, but still they don't accept. Mm. <clears throat> if you hear Sadhguta Prabhu's lectures and his books, you, know, you would 
you would uh, present uh, so many cases like that. You know, when they when they did uh, research, they found so many cases of uh, archaeologists. They came came up with uh, some skulls and bones, and you know they do carbon dating of those things, and that dates way way back. so many thousands of years. <clears throat> so that proves that you know even that time human being was existing. They were they were there. But as for Darwin's theory, uh, uh, no, only certain period below before that there was no human beings on the earth. So what about this evidence? No, no, that must be a mistake and they ridicule and they don't accept. And you won't you won't find that information anywhere. Prabhu was saying that you know some cases we had to search so much, uh, you won't find even trace of those uh, cases which were rejected by the mainstream science. You know? They 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 basically you know uh, make it disappear. You know? There are no no evidences, so no one can actually you know dug into these things and you know find and you know argue with them. You know? <coughs> so there are so many cases. Like that. For example, this uh, out-of-body experience. So even Stephen has done so much research on that subject matter. But still, they don't accept. If, <laughs> for example, you know, something happens to us, cases are like that, and then the person goes to hospital and he is fainted. Yeah? He is not conscious anymore. Doctors perform some operation on his body. And then, uh, after some time, that person revives consciousness, he comes out and he speaks to doctor. And uh, he will say that, uh, doctor, uh, yes, I, I saw what you were doing. You know, you cut my belly and there you were doing something, you asked for this tool and then uh, uh, you did that. But in meanwhile, you cracked a joke also. You know, you cracked a joke about my protruded belly. You know, I didn't like it, honestly speaking. You know, <laughs> and like that, you know, this patient is telling doctor. So that, that, that patient was not there. He was unconscious. How could he see? Yes, he was out of the body, and he observed from there, and he repeats what the doctor said, what tools they used, everything, word to word. So there are so many cases he presented like that, but still reincarnation is considered uh, myth. It is, it doesn't exist. Uh, we have only one life. Body takes birth and uh, that's it. Enjoy, enjoy to the full extent, you know, as much as you can. So this is the reason actually. This is the reason they don't uh, let uh, their viewpoint to be challenged and destroyed. Otherwise, if uh, this Darwin's theory and Big Bang theory collapse, then what happens? The whole empire of sense gratification will collapse. And this is why they don't allow that. You know? <coughs> because what is it after all? You know, when, we, when you speak about uh, this thing that debunked Darwin's theory and Big Bang theory, 
and the whole science, present model, materialistic science, then you have to bring soul into discussion. You have to bring Supreme Being, God, into discussion. And when uh, soul and God is talked about, uh, that means people will have uh, their attention towards the spiritual subject matter. So they will be taken away from the materialistic thing and they will be more interested to spiritual thing. So their consumerism will go down. <laughs> when you have spiritual understanding, you will naturally become interested in many other subject matters which is related to spirit soul. So you may become detached from the material world. Uh, you may not indulge yourself into consumerism. What will happen? You know, so their whole business of sense education will collapse. So this is why they very much protect themselves and they have a big lobby. It's a big politics <coughs> to protect themselves. So uh, they can continue their sense education in the material world. So here, Srila Prabhupada is saying that don't accept, we don't accept the viewpoint of this science. This moon is having very beautiful form and you know very beautiful pleasant uh, rays coming from uh, the moon, which gives life to all the living beings, especially the vegetation. And this Kushagra is mentioned on uh, this tweet is also uh, emanating very subtle and very beautiful uh, effulgence. It appears like a mild fire. So this is the description. But if you read that on the common, you know, this is very, very unrealistic. But no, this is very much true. So we, we are, as I said, we are very much limited, our senses are very much limited. To experience this universe, you need a certain level of consciousness. And same time, if you want to travel to the other parts of the universe, you need a certain type of body. So, <clears throat> according to your karma, you will receive certain type of body and consciousness by which you can explore this universe, you can witness this universe. So the, the, the version we read in Srimad Bhagavatam is actually from the viewpoint of demigods. It is not from uh, the human observation. It is from the demigods. So demigods uh, have different uh, body and they have different consciousness by which they have observed this universe and they are presenting us. So for us it looks very unrealistic. Uh, it's just like that, you know, if you have ant roaming around in this room. So ant doesn't have any understanding whatsoever about city, the beautiful city of Melbourne, <laughs> most livable city in the world. And they won so much so many awards like that, you know, consecutive years. But maybe no more now. <laughs> so the downtown city, the Eureka skyscraper, this end have no relation whatsoever. It has it is just beyond its imagination and beyond its, uh, its uh, perceivable reach. Mm -hmm. uh, cannot perceive. 
But that, that doesn't mean that uh, Eureka Tower in the city doesn't exist. It has its own life. Yeah, you know, in the tower, you know, so many people live, so many offices are there, and so many activities going around. But this ant doesn't have any clue whatsoever. So we are like that ant in front of demigods. Uh, we have no clue whatsoever what is happening in the universe. So it is about the karma and the, 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 the end. The end is limited by its body, limited by its consciousness. And its karma is such that it's trapped. And end is trapped, it's conditioned to live in that surrounding and it has limitations. The same way we are also conditioned to live in a particular place and we have very limited movement and very limited perception. So, by our senses, we cannot uh, comprehend the great vast of material universe. So, we take guidance from Srimad Bhagavatam. We accept what Srimad Bhagavatam says about that. Many, many things. For example, the Mount Sumeru is right in the center of this universe and it's a big object actually speaking a very tall Mount Sumeru but if you take your powerful telescope can you see no matter which direction you go and you know focus your telescope can you locate Mount Sumeru it is a big object just next to us you know it's very close in, in, in comparison to whole universe uh, Jambudipa is in the center and in the center of Jambudipa there is a Sumeru mountain and we are just next to it, actually speaking. Bharatvarsha is very close to uh, this mountain Sumeru. But can we see that? No. Hmm. Cannot. <coughs> you need particular, as I said, particular consciousness to travel and uh, to, to witness. For example, yogis who have this siddhis, Prabhupada would say that they enter into Ganges River in Himalayas and they come out in Prayag in Allahabad you know, when they have Kumbh Mela. So, yeah, it appears that you know they travel through waterways very quickly. But it is again, you know, very, uh, very uh, unrealistic understanding. We say, you know, how can you know, that is also very much you know amazing you know travel from that long distance you know from Himalaya to Prayana but actually you know not even they, they don't have even travel you know they just enter at one point and they come out in another point you know that is that mystic mystic mystical and Prabhupada also gives example of a yogi he he had a siddhi to bring some objects from the far place, distant place. So he would bring pomegranates from Afghanistan. <laughs> you know that Yogi Prabhupada talked about. So imagine this kind of cities, you can you can defy the laws of physics. And uh, this is achieved through uh, higher consciousness. When we when we are evolved, then these things are accessible to us. But uh, at this time, we cannot. 
So different uh, living beings have different consciousness and they are controlled by these things. Descriptions from the Bhagavatam, they, they say it's a mythology. But no, it is not mythology, it is real. Sri Krishna says in Bhagavad Gita, he uses the word in the Bhagavad Gita about the material world, anityam. He doesn't say mithya. He doesn't say mithya. He says anityam. It is not mithya. He says it has a creation and then it stays for some time and then it gets destroyed and again it gets created. So, anitya. It is not continuous. But it is not mithya. It is nitya, anitya. So like that, people would say, yes, this is a, especially impersonalist in my mind, is that this Jagat is Mithya. But no, it is not. There is very much real. The description of Srimad Bhagavatam even of the universe is very much real. <coughs> and uh, we also will see so much description. Uh, it may appear that it has some contradiction and we need very much uh, uh, reconciliation sometimes it appears that you know how come this we here present here is uh, saying this and the other places it says something else so we need great reconciliation also uh, and we have to understand these descriptions are not uh, from just present point of time but it covers long long time in the past as well you know, so every every kalpa goes through different uh, transformation you know this universe every manvantar there is partial destruction and end of the day uh, each kalpa there is uh, again partial destruction and end of lord brahma's life there is a complete destruction you know so there are so many destruction happens and each uh, manvantar will have slight different creation, a little bit uh, different uh, uh, things happen in each kalpa. So this Bhagavatam book is covering incidences from different kalpas and different manvantars. And sometimes you want to talk about different universes. So we have to really dug up and study, then only we can reconcile. There may appear some contradictions. There are some examples I can present if we have time. So, yes, so many destructions, creation destructions constantly happen. Do you know four types of destructions mentioned in 11th canto? 11th or 12th? <coughs> annihilation, four types of annihilations. Yes. The first one is a nitya, so constant annihilation. And there is constant annihilation happens. What is that? Refer to. Hmm? Yes, time is there, yeah. Through time. Time is involved in all the destruction. But the particular nityam destruction is, uh, nityam uh, is, it's always happening. You know, our body cells are always changing and you know, taking birth and dying. And same way, you know, end of certain years, we we'll quit our body, we we'll take another body. So always birth and death, birth and death is going on in front of us. 
you know, so there is Nitya uh, destruction. And then there is a Naimittika, which is actually the partial destruction. Every every Manvantar, end of every Manvantar, partial destructions happen. So the planetary system below moon, the the Bhama Swarga and lower planetary system gets destroyed. And then there is another destruction, a partial destruction happens at the time of uh, day of day of and end of Kalpa. <coughs> so that is also partially solution where uh, Lord Brahma's planet remains, but all the other planetary system uh, again submerged or burnt into fire, you know, submerged into water, the ocean, and all the living entities goes into body of Mahavishnu, sorry, Garbhadaksha Vishnu, and then again they come out after the night of Brahma finishes. And then there is another uh, destruction, which is the Sanskrit name is Prakrita, Prakrita, Prakrita destruction. So that happens end of Lord Brahma's life. So where whole Brahma is annihilated, goes into body of Mahavishnu, and then when Mahavishnu exits, again those universe come into being, existence. And then there is a final destruction. Anti, anta, anta destruction, antika destruction, something like that. So that is basically when jiva gets liberated and goes back to Godhead. So that is also annihilation, come, final annihilation. And so there are different creations and different annihilations continuously happening from time to time. So this Bhagavatam book is present in from not only this time but even time in the past many incidences and many uh, viewpoints. So we have to see that. So here, uh, since we are uh, studying structure of the universe, especially in this chapter, we started from 15th chapter, and we have uh, very much in detail studied uh, uh, Jambudvip. So now, uh, Sudhir Goswami is explaining further different uh, seven dvipas and we will cover in future some uh, movement of sun, upper planetary system, lower planetary system and so many other beautiful explanation of the creation. So I kind of uh, gathered some images from uh, uh, a book from Bhakti Vedanta Vidya Pit, they published. And of course, this, uh, as I mentioned, you know, many devotees over the years have studied this asana and presented and tried to understand. So, so uh, this intricate subject matter of structure of the universe, structure of the universe, and they have presented. So, this book has many nice uh, illustrations which I have compiled and we'll go through to give you a brief understanding of what this universe is like. As I mentioned, you know, I am not an expert either on this subject matter and it is very deep and complex, subject matter very vast. So, but whatever we can understand, we will we'll see. So, Dev Goswami himself, when he started, this, this topic started in 15th chapter, he says, you know, you want to know structure of this universe, you know, I, even I don't know in full extent, you know, so Dev Goswami himself says that. 
but I will present what I know, like that he said. So we are following his footsteps and we'll see, we'll study what we can understand. And again, you know, this, uh, what is the benefit of, uh, you know, studying this subject matter? It is part of Srimad Bhagavatam. Uh, it may appear very boring, you know, for me it's not boring, you know, for me it's very, 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 very interesting subject matter. But, you know, some people may find very boring. For me, you know, uh, honestly speaking, you know, sometimes, you know, oh, these inhabitants prayed to their presiding deity, this, 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 you know. So that section is a little bit boring for me, you know. <laughs> so it all depends on consciousness, you know, where you are, where you are situated in your devotional life, you know, so you can see uh, what you can relate to. So yes, this uh, subject matter about creation of this universe is from Srimad Bhagavatam. It is spoken by Sukhdeva Goswami and it is part of Lord's creation. It has its value. And Sukhdeva Goswami says, one who knows this subject matter, this creation, he'll become free from material bondage. So this is the boom, this is the advantage given. Then if you study this creation, you'll become free from material bondage. How? What is the logic behind it? Can anyone say?
what is there. Uh, what is that? So the universe is like an egg, Brahmanda, under means egg, so it is shaped like an egg. And uh, half of the universe is covered by celestial water and we call it Garbhodaka Ocean. And on that ocean, Lord Vishnu, for his expansion, of Lord Krishna, there are three Vishnus, right? Mahavishnu, Gargurta Vishnu, and Shirodaksha Vishnu. So, Mahavishnu is a super soul of whole material creation. And he enters into each and every universe of the whole creation and resides on top of Gargurta Ocean. So that Vishnu is called Garbhodakshaya Vishnu and he is super soul of that particular universe. And then he further expands into Kshirudakshaya Vishnu who resides in Shvetadvip in the Dhruvalok. He is super soul of each and every atom and living entities in within the universe. So on the top of Garudaka ocean, Anandashes is becoming bed of Lord Garudaka Vishnu. Lakshmi Devi is massaging, giving her service to Lord Vishnu, Garudaka Vishnu. And from his navel, from Garudaka Vishnu's navel, comes a lotus flower. And on top of lotus flower is who? Lord Brahma. And within that lotus stem, there are innumerous planets, which are basically divided into three parts, upper planetary system, middle planetary system, and lower planetary system, that we shall see. So again, when Lord Brahma appeared, uh, there was nothing else. The whole place was dark, there was no moon, sun, and no tripas, nothing, you know, nothing was there. And Lord Brahma performed this austerity for 100 years. Not human earth, not heavenly earth, but his own Brahma's 100 years. So imagine Brahma has 100 years of lifetime, lifetime has 100 years, <laughs> and he performed austerity for 100 years, same, same amount. So how can you understand that? You know? After 100 years he would have, he would have passed away. <laughs> After performing the first he would have died. Uh, no, but at that time, time even wasn't existing. Uh, so there was nothing. So yes, this is how you know Bhagavatam says. So one can say, you know, by our mind, mind's understanding. You know, how can Lord Brahma live 100 years of his own? But after 100 years he dies actually. <laughs> so what happened? No, time wasn't existing. So, see, the Bhagavatam goes way back and presents something uh, which wasn't even existing that time. So, yes, and then uh, after that, Brahma created this secondary creation, this, this uh, material world within the universe. 
So we see that explanation is given that the seven dvipas are like a lotus flower. The lotus, if you see from the top, it has some center, uh, central portion, and around that there are whorls of different petals. So there is first ring, second ring, third ring, fourth ring, so like that. So this is how it is being described. So it looks very beautiful, you know, from the viewpoint of demigods. If you see, it will look like the lotus. You know? So that's how they compare it. So it looks like the lotus. So in the center, the yellow part, if you see, that is Mount Sumeru or Mount Meru. And just below that, around that, there are little spikes. You will see. So that is actually that portion is a jambu And in Hilavrat version, we saw you know there are so many tall mountains that actually supports Mount Meru. So they look like a little spikes, you know, tiny but very tall, small in a in a in a, in a width but very tall in a length. So they look like that. And then. If you go further out, the white portion is another dvipa, and the ocean comes in another dvipa, the next petal, ring of petals. So like that, it will go. So this is a basic understanding. Go to next. Oh, I am. Sorry. <laughs> Here you will see uh, the ocean. And here you see interesting thing. There is a kurma, and there is on top of kurma there is a ananta, and also on top of ananta there are eight elephants, and on top of that there is a disc-like shape which is actually bhumandala. So that bhumandala in the center there is Mount Meru, and then. After that is Jambudvi, and then all of the three parts then come after. And then this Brahmada has covered outer layers of the universe, which are basically elements: earth, water, fire, air, ether, ego, intelligence, ego. So it has different layers. Each layer is ten times thicker than the previous one. And uh, this is very interesting. This again, where is the, uh, this Ananda coming from? So these also described in different shastras, and we came across that this Ananda is not uh, Ananda Shreya. He is not Vishnu avatar, but he is actually Shaktya avatar. He is Jiva. Hmm? So when uh, and this happened in end of. Uh, Which kalpa? I forgot the number. But when uh, <coughs> when this uh, Hiranyakshya was killed hmm, by by Varahadev, it happened in that one month. Chakshusha Mantra. Yes, that's right. And of Chakshusha Mantra, when uh, this woman was sinking, 
this uh, varaha, nila varaha appeared hmm? and he lifted whole Bhumandala out of Gandhaka ocean. In that time, uh, Hiranakshana came and he fought with uh, Varahadeva and Varahadeva eventually killed him and then this Bhumandala was restored. But then Lord Brahma said, you know, <coughs> uh, we have to do something about this, you know. So this uh, Ananda, who is actually son of uh, Kadru and, and Kashyapa, he had many other brothers, all snakes, you know, and they were not in good terms with, with Garuda. They were always fighting. But this uh, Ananda was uh, actually very good person. <laughs> he wanted to have a nice relationship with everyone. You know, so he performed a lot of austerity and he performed uh, uh, tapasya and Brahma got pleased and he requested Lord Brahma that, you know, I want to serve, I want to engage in some service. So he said, okay, you go down to Garbhadaka Ocean and support whole Bhumandal on your hoods. So that's how he comes. But actually snakes cannot swim uh, for a long time in water. And they have to come out, they cannot float, but tortoise can. Tortoise can float. So this uh, Nilvaraha assumed, he transformed into this tortoise, Kurma. So that's basically Lord Vishnu. And then on top of Kurma stays Ananta, and on top of Ananta, the whole Bhumandala is, uh, is, is supported. So that's how And elephants come also like that, you know. They also wanted some service. So they say eight elephants also came in between. And there are another four four big gigantic elephants on top of uh, local mountain as well. They are also balancing the universe. So yes. question you can ask him too. So this is uh, Sumeru and you can read the figures how tall they are. So it is 4,000 Yojanas. It's outside of uh, Bhumandala and below Bhumandala there is 16,000 Yojanas uh, and it is like a upward, uh, sorry upside down cone. Uh, it, it is wider on top and smaller on bottom. And on top of uh, this Mount Sumeru, there are Lokpalas. There are eight Lokpalas Brahma, Indra, uh, Yama. They have their cities on top of it. And from <coughs> in the center is a Brahma Guru, Lord Brahma. Research there. So again, we see there are many places. Lord Brahma has his own planet on top of the universe called Satyalok or Brahmalok. He has residence here as well. Same way, you have information that on Pushkar Island, Pushkar Dipa, there is Manasutras mountain. And on that mountain, in four directions, there are again you know, four cities uh, uh, occupied by Indra, Varuna, and, uh, 
and they have places here also. So they have multiple places in the universe. And they can uh, manifest at the same time in each places. They all have inhabitants and their, you know, uh, their associates. Hmm? Even human being can expand into nine forms. <laughs> if we have mystic city, human being also can be present in nine places at the same time. So what to speak of these demigods, they have much more uh, higher consciousness than we have. Their karma is different than us. So yes, you will see uh, different places, same demigods have different residents. So here these are Lokpalas, uh, the, the key, uh, the important demigods resides there. In the center of Brahma, then why we go Mera, Shiva, Indra, Agni, Yama, Niti, and Varuna. And yes, uh, in the center from Tom, uh, the blue color represents Ganges. So when that Leela happened, Vamandev. <coughs> uh, uh, the shell of the universe and from there uh, celestial water entered into this universe and it came to Brahma Loga and from Brahma Loga to Satriti's planets and then from there on top of Mount Meru and from here it divides into four directions and they are known as this Padra, Sita, Chakshu, Alagananda and then it, it enters into Ilavad version and then goes into again further into different versions. So that this 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 Ganges. Yeah, see this Ganges is going into different versions of Jambudvi. So this is Jambudvi in brief, center is Sumeru, and then sent, uh, around that is Ilavata version. And there are different versions we have gone through. And bottom in the south there is Bharat version. And each version are uh, uh, divided by these uh, huge mountains. So Himalaya is on top of Bharat version and it divides Kipurusha version and Bharat version. So like that different mountains are given their heights and their length. Uh, everything is given there in the Bhagavad Gita. Elaborate version is given. Different tree, different uh, uh, river, and what the inhabitants are like, has been described Who are the presiding deities there, and presiding uh, uh, being. Uh, for example, Bharat version, Narajuni is presiding being, key person. Center, there is a Sumeru, and uh, just on the foot of Sumeru is a Jambudvi, the first small circle, and then after that, the blue one is a salt ocean, and then next one is another, the one we are reading today, 
then water comes, and then sugar cane juice in a little greenish brownish. Here you can see. And the distance is uneven. You can see here all the names and their width. So green one is the sugar cane juice and then next one comes another version and then yellow one is uh, another ocean. So it has different ocean, we will come across this description in Bhagavad as we move forward. And, uh, and the, 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 <coughs> the last one is a local oak mountain, like many spikes it says. It is loka loka, loka and alok. So sun rays doesn't pass beyond this mountain. So after that, the region after that is called aloka. There is no inhabitants, no living entities. And within the ring of uh, that mountain is loka. So loka, aloka, that's how it name, uh, loka, loka. And then there's uh, and this four places, Mans of the mountain, uh, one, two, three, four, that number is written, that is the four uh, residents of four uh, Lokpalas. So this is a 3D. Here is a vertical cross-section. Of, uh, the, of the universe. So you can see the Ananda and top of his head is a Bhumandala. So this Bhumandala is basically Mount Meru and uh, all the seven Dvipas up, up to the local mountain. So that is called Bhumandala. It's western. So below the Sumeru mountain is a uh, lower primary system and then from uh, uh, <coughs> foot of Jambudvipa till the moon is called middle planetary system and then from moon and above is upper planetary system. So these are the three divisions basically. Upper one is called Swarga, the middle one is called Dhamma Swarga, Earth and Heaven, except the Earth planet, but all other places are like Heaven and you have beautiful places and the living beings enjoy just like the animals. And the below one is lower system is called Bila Swarga. Means uh, that is also very opulent, just like the Swarga. But it is subterranean in a region where light doesn't go. There also in that place there are there are Nagas who have gems on their hoods that actually illuminates whole place. Sunlight doesn't go. There's little zooming, you can see. So, yes, there is sun, and there is moon, there are 28 nakshatras, and then all the different uh, planets, Mars, Jupiter, Mercury, Saturn. And then there is a Saptarishi planet, and then there is a Dua Loka. There is the Loka where uh, 
So it's on a Bhumandal. It's in part of Jambudvipa. Oh, in the dolphin, earth wasn't represented. Okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, I was trying to understand when you said uh, Tan wasn't there when Lord Rama was meditating 100, mm -hmm. 100 years of his life. Tan wasn't present. Mm -hmm. When Mahavishnu creates and the Brahman, the Brahman, so when he impregnates, the and as Prabhupada mentioned, you know, time is present by its conspicuous no presence. So, the whole ingredient, uh, when we say Mahatattva, at Pradhan, and then from Pradhan comes Mahatattva, and then later on, it transforms into different, different elements, right? So, Time is there in Pradhan as well, time is there in Mahatattva as well. But when uh, this effect of time starts, you know, this creation and destruction and in between, uh, that is manifested later on. So you can say that you know, even earth, water, fire, everything is in Pradhan, even in Mahatattva. So all the ingredient, the, the, the sum total of all the elements is present there. So time is present, but it's not acting. Uh, How you can say that it's hundred, hundred uh, years of of Brahmas if time it wasn't the effect of time wasn't there? How we can consider that number if it wasn't the effect present? It's just a symbolic way to say it. Uh, not a sim not symbolic, but I mean this is what we hear from Sri Bhagavan, and also none of us have witnessed that. Was meditating hundred years of his life, um, mm -hmm. and time wasn't present. The effect of time wasn't present. Yes. How we can consider those hundred years? It can be yes. just supposed or something. Yes. So that is coming from uh, uh, at that time Vishnu and Brahma. They only to keep people present, right? And they witnessed that. So it is coming from. Uh, then we, we assume this information is coming from them. Then this hundred years, no, there was no one else. So there was one was present there to witness, you know, if you four hundred years okay, then I'll say. Yeah. So this information is coming. Yeah. Time, different forms of time, because what that definitely specify hundred years of meditation. Yes, so it is with that specific so like hundred years. And his whole life is also hundred years. Mm. And you said time wasn't present. So how we can count the time because hundred years million does a count and it's effect it's present. Yes. So we can conclude in a way that this information is coming from Vishnu himself. So Vishnu would have given this uh, revelation to uh, great devotees down the line. Uh, 
is interesting when you said effect of time because it was present, but the effect is different in different yes. stage. You could say. Yes. I'm trying to understand that one. Sorry, it just. Yes, uh, even Lord Brahma is quite. He has body of uh, intelligence, and it's full intelligence. There are no other elements, just a pure intelligence. So it is difficult to conceive, right? And same time, even even in his lifetime, for example, uh, when he got attracted to his daughter, and uh, his own sons condemned him. Right. So it was just a, in the mind, in the intelligence, when he felt that kind of attraction. But then he quit his body. We hear that in Bhagavad So imagine, same universe, uh, he is still living, he, is, he hasn't finished his life, 100 years old. he is in middle age right now, 51. And he had so many years to go. But he quit his body within that, and then again reborn. So how to understand that? And so he quit that mentality. So that contaminated intelligence he quit, and then he was again reinstated with pure intelligence. Okay. Yeah. At, at, at the same time, he is unborn because he can't. He, exactly, he is unborn. And say we, we same process like that. Yes, and we can relate to us also. You know, we call uh, uh, second initiates. Twice more, because, right? So we are in the same body, but still we have taken second birth within the same body. So means our contaminated consciousness we left aside, and we now accepted uh, a spiritual consciousness. Uh, that's how we are supposed to be, in one sense, after taking second initiation, especially. You know, so it's just a change of consciousness. So it is mysterious, same time. Uh, it is not. Uh, Something we can uh, take and measure and you know, touch and feel. <laughs> it is uh, quite subtle at a non subtle level. So, this, when it says in you know, a hundred years we meditated, it didn't have any effect of time at that time. I was also trying to understand the pastime of the, the churning of the ocean. Yes. And Kurma Vatar, and also the Kurma that is holding the whole. Uh, the the existence of the universe. Can we say two different kormas? It's because the turning of the ocean was the mere ocean, and this is called the Bhagavad Gita ocean. Uh, 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 the same kurma comes when they use him as a, as a support, and that's what my understanding is. Yeah. It's and those uh, eight elephants sitting on board of Ananda, they also came from that same journey of ocean. And then which milk ocean they joined, that is also, you know, there, there is a one milk ocean in the, in the seven rivers, there is another milk ocean in... That's... Yeah. So definitely not that Dhruvaruga uh, milk ocean they are talking about, there may be this ocean they are talking about. So it's a uh, you know, different thing, you know, now okay, Mount Meru went, I mean they got lifted and then were there in a milk ocean and then they join there and then again move back here. Yeah. Could be. Good. So as I mentioned, you know, 
this goes in different manundas in different kalpas. So which incident happened when and at that time what the universal structure was. It might be different than the current one. So reconciliation there. So we sometimes create every day. Yes, so every manantar is different creation happens, partial destruction, partial creation. And it might be different structure at different manantar and different color. So can we understand that every day is some variation of the same? Well, we have a pattern, but every day can change some details. Yeah, it can change, yes. Maybe some uh, in some other kalpa even elephants are not there, right? So it, it is different. For example, you know, Prithumar has passed time into here, so he uh, introduced organized city life and agriculture. Can we say prior to that it wasn't there? No, civilization was there, but uh, they were even more evolved, they were not primitive, they were more evolved that they didn't need organized city and agriculture to live, you know. And they were more evolved that, you know, for example, in Satya Yoga, you know, inhabitants were living in forests and they were self-sufficient, whatever was available. And they were, uh, they were just focused in their spiritual So they didn't need that. That doesn't mean they were primitive. They were in fact more evolved than the people coming in history away from. So, yes, uh, different time, different creation, there are some detailed stories. Uh, so, elephants, some, some creation elephants won't be there, some they will be there. Maybe Shisha is not there, someone else is supporting the universe, so it can vary. So, this information is not either in chronological uh, and neither from one uh, point of time you know, in the history. It basically brings a lot of things from the past. So, what happened when and what was the uh, circumstances and situation at that time, we, we may not get full detail either. But the key thing is present day. Uh, as Prabhupada, you know, keeps hammering on each and every purport, uh, even in creation, you know, he brings Supreme Lord. Why? Because we don't get swayed away uh, thinking about, you know, how this inhabitants in heaven enjoy. Okay, let me worship some God so I can get this, this facility. Uh, so the central point remains saying uh, that you know, Krishna is supreme being and we are meant to serve him. Uh, so same mode Srila uh, Sutta Goswami and Sutta Goswami has presented So it may touch upon different parts of creation but central point you can say. So he brings prayers of inhabitants tradition. So where is uh, what to do with of prayers in one sense? You know, you are explaining structure of the universe and you are talking about prayers of Lord of inhabitants to Lord Vishnu. But no, the, the, the substance is this. The importance is given to this point. That you know, don't get swayed away. Basically, understand the level of consciousness of different living entities in different parts of the universe. Yes, yes. And all related to Krishna. Yeah, purpose of our life. May, may I ask you, where we can get these photos or these pictures? 
uh, in the book uh, published by Bhakti Vedanta Vidya uh, Pitt. Can we Yes, they have published book. Online I'm not sure either, but online you can purchase. I can give you the source where you can purchase from. Thank you. Thank you.